0: Today on CityCast Denver. It's football season again, so our sports guy Jake Shapiro is back to give us a Broncos preview. Will the team ever secure a reliable quarterback? Is the Bolin family turmoil showing up on the field? Will I watch a single Broncos game this year? Probably not, but that's why producer Xandra McMahon does the interviewing on this one. Today is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver.
1: Hey, Jake. Welcome back. Good to see you.
2: It's awesome to be on. Love the show, as always.
1: Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, so we're talking Broncos today, which I will admit I know very little about other than the last few years. Um, They've kind of sucked and they seem to have a chronic quarterback problem. So I'm wondering, uh, is this year going to be no different, Jake?
2: Um, You know, the Denver Broncos this year are coming off a season that was pretty disappointing. I think a lot of people had good expectations just because their skill positions. There was some Excitement about their young quarterback in Drew Locke. Their young starting quarterback has lost the job to a guy being paid $17 million by another team to not play quarterback. That guy, Teddy Bridgewater, comes from Carolina. Teddy's kind of this guy where it's like he's the best backup you could possibly want. Like he's probably not a starting quarterback, but he hasn't really gotten a fully-fledged opportunity around good skill position guys like the broncos have in his career but there's also something to be said with the fact that he hasn't earned that opportunity up into this point so is it a fact of hey maybe these skill position guys can make teddy bridgewater into something that he hasn't been at this point or is the past track record uh, indicative of the fact that just teddy is not you know a guy that's going to go out there and win you the afc west when you have really good quarterbacks in this division in two teams that are probably going to win over 10 games in the chargers and the chiefs
1: mm-hmm. well and uh i'm wondering now that drew Locke didn't win that spot what do you think his future is on the broncos is he just going to be teddy's backup
2: well the thing with drew Locke for now is he's probably going to be that backup uh but you want in the NFL, generally speaking, for your backup to either be a really high upside young player or to be a veteran with some experience. And Drew Locke is not really either of those guys anymore. Some people still think he's got a lot of upside um, and maybe a team will take a chance on him or trade for him or something like that. But he's going to remain the Broncos quarterback uh, as a backup for this season, I would guess. And I think Drew Locke is going to go on to have quite a long career as a backup in the NFL once he kind of gets his feet under him in that position because it is a different mentality being a signal caller and holding the clipboard and trying to support your teammates rather than being that number one dog type mentality guy. So Drew Locke probably – will have a long NFL career probably won't be with the Broncos because those high draft picks don't really work out as backups with the teams that they were drafted for, for whatever reason, there's like a mental break. I think just generally speaking across sports with guys like that. So the Broncos are still in search of a quarterback. Uh, and it's really frustrating because the new England Patriots just cut uh, Cam Newton yesterday, who the Broncos lost to in a super bowl, you know, several years ago, um, yeah. not the same quarterback as he was back then, but, they cut him because they drafted a guy out of Alabama, Mac Jones, who the Broncos could have drafted and the Broncos could have drafted as well. Justin Fields, who looked terrific for the Chicago bears in the preseason and also was just an absolute monster um, last bowl season playing for Ohio state. So the Broncos had opportunities to draft a quarterback and they said, we're going to stick with our young guy, drew lock and they brought in Teddy to kind of raise drew locks level and Drew Locke couldn't win the job. So the Broncos do not have their quarterback of the future anymore. And it's kind of a directionless ship because they could have just had their quarterback of the future if they had simply gone after that in the draft. However, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, they drafted a really good player with that pick instead.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, well, I want to talk about their preseason, though, because they did look Good, I think in their preseason games um, and that just wrapped up uh, last Sunday. Um, what do you think that signals for the rest of the season that that's showing?
2: Yeah, you know, they won all three of their preseason games. They only allowed 21 points in the preseason, which I think is kind of the marker that's most important there. It shows that not only do they have a defensive attitude under Vic Fangio, known for his defensive capabilities as a coach, but they have some depth on the defensive side of the ball. And granted, uh, the preseason was a little different this year, going from four games to three games, and teams I don't think had a great strategy for how they were going to approach that with the changes. Um But I don't know that there is that much to learn from the preseason other than that quarterback competition. We knew the Broncos have really good skill position guys. We knew the Broncos have a pretty talented defense. The nice thing is the Broncos made it out of the preseason without major injuries and without many injuries in general. And that's basically what you want out of your preseason. Get a couple questions answered and... Get out without injuries.
1: Okay, okay. So, uh, what other rookies are you watching this year? Should we? Who should
2: we be watching? So, the guy they took with their draft pick in the first round is Patrick Sertan the second, um, and Patrick Sertan the second is actually uh, one of the favorites to be a defensive rookie of the year. He is a really, really good defensive player, um, and he has the capability to not only play right away. Indicative of the fact that he's a favorite for that defensive rookie of the year slot, but he also has the ability to really grow quickly. Um, I like a lot about his game. I don't know if he's the most fluid of foot, but I think he will kind of gain that because there's nothing in his athletic build that will prevent him from that. Uh, the other guy they draft in the second round that I really, really like, and he might have the opportunity to be the starting running back by the end of the year is Javante Williams. Uh, really nice skilled back. It's got a lot of power also, uh, has like a lot of just some high motor, like we'll get through anything. And for those of you saying, okay, well, why is he going to be the starting running back? Well, the Broncos let Phil Lindsay go, uh, who's a Colorado kid that we all know and love, uh, see you buff. He's now on the Houston Texans. Uh, but Javante Williams has a lot of upside and in the NFL right now, uh, having any sort of running back is just a turnstile. They're very replaceable, the running backs in the NFL. Uh, So the Broncos ended up getting a pretty solid one in the second round. uh, And we'll see if they'll be able to capitalize on what was a thousand yard rushing season for Phil Lindsay last year. If they can build on that with maybe someone who's a more talented runner uh, with Javante Williams. And again, this is coming from a CU Buffs fan. I think Javante Williams is probably a little bit more talented than Phil Lindsay.
1: Yeah, I that that is saying something, and you know, man, I gotta say, I was sad to see Phil Lindsay go. Uh, you know, we both went to CU and graduated from CU, and I think wasn't Phil like in our class, or was he? A year I older? lived
2: in I lived in Sewell with Phil. Like it was
1: cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. Well, I am sure he's gonna do great things down in Houston. Um. Okay, I want to ask you about Von Miller and Bradley Chubb because they're back, they're healthy again. What do you think uh, that's gonna do for the Broncos for this year?
2: Well, I think having Von Miller just in general is huge. Like he's a team leader. He's a really just fantastic football player. Even if he's lost a step compared to where he was in 2015, 2014, he is still fantastic. Now the question mark is how many steps has he lost? Where is he after the injury, not playing for a year? Um, we also know that he had a pretty rough bout of COVID, um, even aside from the injury and playing at altitude, uh obviously covid's pretty new only about 2 years old so we don't really know the kind of effects covid has on your lungs and playing at altitude as a i'm going to call it football and endurance sport an endurance athlete um so that's going to be something i think that's under the cover that i don't think many people in football are talking about this year is the covid cases with people uh playing in denver now that we know a little bit more about it Um, But the Broncos got a couple guys back in in Von Miller and then Cortland Sutton's another guy on the offensive side of the ball that are going to be pretty key contributors. And Cortland Sutton's a great player. And the Broncos on the defensive side of the ball, I've talked about the offensive side of the ball a lot, but the defensive side of the ball they're really, really solid. That secondary is what's everyone talking about. Uh, you know, they're paid $70 million a year. It's the highest paid secondary in football for a reason. Uh, but Von Miller, if he can get out there and have any sort of ability to get after the quarterbacks the way that we've seen him get after quarterbacks, that secondary has a bunch of guys that can make plays. So if that those quarterbacks are out there running and having to chuck up the ball, the Broncos are going to win some games simply off of turnovers. And that's going to be huge, given the fact that their quarterbacks, are going to struggle to score points a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're going to need to rely on that defense a lot, probably. Any thoughts on the whole uh, Bolin ownership settlement?
2: Well, this is where everything kind of stems from. You talk about the quarterback being a leadership position. Well, the Broncos are kind of leaderless as a whole right now. Uh, The ownership situation is unsettled for people that don't know since Pat Bowen has passed away. uh, His family's estate has been fighting over who in the estate actually controls the team. the settlement is starting to maybe get a little bit clearer as we approach this year, but it's still unclear. The, the leadership situation with the Broncos is, is confounding. And I think one of the things that gets overlooked in sports is when you have a strong owner and a strong leadership at the top, that goes down throughout your organizations. And, and that's why Pat Boland and the Broncos were so successful. Is Pat Bowen really wanted to win. And the Broncos had that strong direction under him. It, it all stems back when you look at the Broncos as a team projected to win seven and a half games by the Vegas odds makers, it all stems back to that ownership situation. And once that starts to get settled, you'll see about a year or two lag from that being settled. To the broncos actually starting to get some leadership on the field and uh that's that's really what i think is the most important big storyline with the broncos is they've got to figure out that situation and they've got to do so quickly because they've been they've been rudderless for a few years now
1: yeah wow it sounds like a long road ahead um so the regular season starts on september 12th against the new york giants it's an away game uh any predictions for that game jake that you can leave us with
2: Uh, you know, the odds aren't out on that game. It's really hard to win road games in football. The one that I'm actually really excited for is the week two game against Jacksonville, just because Trevor Lawrence, Mm -hmm. the really good quarterback out of Clemson, that's going to be there. Urban Meyer is back in football coaching the NFL, uh, the New York Giants. Uh, I'm not sure that they're a very good football team. Uh, the Broncos might be able to steal a road win to start the year which would be very nice. Uh, the Giants are actually only expected to win like six or seven games. So the Broncos could go in there, surprise some people. And if they do that, they could return to Denver for week three against the Jets, who are a very bad football team, one and one, uh, because Jacksonville is expected to be a pretty good football team. So I think it's really important that the Broncos, you know, make a real wholehearted attempt to win that game in New York uh, because they're either going to come back, one and one or 0 oh and 2. I don't think they're coming back with two wins off that road trip. So if they can start themselves off, you know, after the Jets, because I'm assuming the Jets is a win, they're terrible. Uh, two and one, that's a really good starting place to be um, going into, you know, you're going to play a lot of division games after that. And those division games are going to be very much harder because, again, the Broncos have a pretty good division with Los Angeles and Kansas City in it.
1: Well, thanks, Jake. It's always a pleasure.
2: Love the show.
0: Here's what else is happening in Denver today. The three officers and two paramedics involved in Elijah McLean's death will each face manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide charges. The indictments were announced at a press conference yesterday by Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser. We'll dive deeper into this story tomorrow during our Friday recap. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, you should definitely tell your grandma about it. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya! Remember when you were a kid and you used to just do this, oh, then he's like, oh, and like he does his operatic thing, but like, (laughs) that's the closest you'll ever get to my old dirty bastard impression.